Welcome to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence, the podcast where we interview real people with real stories of taking charge of their time and reaching financial independence faster. And now, your host, Elisa Zen. Langdon, tell us a little bit about yours, right? Because you probably went to all these events and et cetera, and then realized like, hey, I could actually deliver some value over here by having this simple passive cash flow. Because if we see your blue screen, et cetera. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah. The, the, the only way I figured out how to find other high net worth passive investors is like create a podcast. And you, put, you sort of become like a, a lightning rod for those passive investors. Yeah. It's kind of like, like X-Men. Like, you know how that guy has that Professor X has that thing where he can find all the mutants. Yeah. People want to be and financially mind free. Them. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, he, he, he like, I, I don't know. I guess I was able to find them all and I've kind of created a mastermind group where, you know, it's a pay to play thing, right? Yeah. You know, no cheap skates here. Yeah. Either you're serious or you're out or you want to go waste your time at thousand dollar conferences, fly there, pay for a hotel, talk mm-hmm. to a bunch of cool cats in suits that, you may or may not know if they're legit or not and leave with 10 business cards and never follow up with any of them and, and realize a lot of them are flaky. Right. Like, yeah. So I've kind of created an online group that is pre-selected of people I've kind of vetted um, Mm -hmm. to help people build their network. So you um, curate your group. Tell us about like kind of how you start it, go about it because you have a civil engineering background. You don't really have a, IT background or so and like some of my colleagues that I know um, and then so kind of how did you went about it like started the whole process so I just started to um, build a database of investors and then when I had a pretty good core group I kind of just turned it more in you know use platforms like zoom and yeah. the good old Facebook groups but also I bring in other staff to help me curate it and we check in with investors and see what everybody needs and parry. I call it forced um, networking or, or inorganic networking where we kind of yeah. like, Oh, Elisa, you're working on this. So is John, yeah. you guys should like talk, you know? Yeah. See yeah. Ya. <laughs> yeah. Cause so I, I would have to admit, like I actually joined the lanes network before as well. Uh, like I said, he's uh, someone who's kind of blazed the trail for me. Uh, I invested in his deal passively too, and then met a couple other friends uh, from the group as well. Um, so I don't realize you were forced pairing people, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe he has. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I was. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe we were a little bit sly back then, but now we need to be a little bit more forceful. But that's yeah. the that's the that's one of my struggles is like the people that join my group mostly are like introverts. Yeah. Maybe because I'm an introvert naturally. But like they like they don't really and everybody is really like um humble, I feel like, and they don't wanna say too much because they everybody's learning too, right? Uh-huh. So it's hard to get people to like especially these guys are smart people and smart people struggle with imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't think, it's always like the the dumb people were the ones who are like running their mouth all the time and they, re- <laughs> they reveal how little they know. Right. Yeah. yeah but yeah. yeah. So we, we try and like um, connect people like in private situations where they are feel safe 
to kind of reveal reveal kind of where they're at and then you know i make everybody yeah. sign confidentiality agreements so we don't really talk yeah. about what's happening outside the group it's like the the las vegas rule yeah yeah and then so um you talked about working with staff tell us a little bit more about that because small business owners have all these growing pains in terms of like you're struggling with profit versus hiring right so tell us a little bit about like your tricks or you know your mentality about that yeah so and initially i would do all this stuff um on my own right because i mm -hmm. intimately know like i have a spreadsheet of the roster in my head in my head uh -huh. what is everybody at where does everybody live what do they do for right. the profession in? and more, yeah. more importantly what do they want how can we help them right so i a lot of that is data collection right yeah so that's part can be outsourced Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I need to be the person to make that warm handoff, that connection. Hey, yeah. Lisa, you should talk to John. John does this. Yeah. Do you, yeah. you should reach out to him and not just ignore this email because, you know, like you have a personal connection with me, so you're going to follow through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's, yeah. That that's kind of where I can't scale that, but I can, I can have somebody do the data collection part to take okay. me as out at least of those and yeah. so i can spend my, more of my time you know kind of where the rubber meets the road and like the actual yeah. connecting of people and so you're making these call though like how did you like be able to kind of outsource that so someone else is kind of documenting them um just with good old-fashioned google sheets right like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's like creating that google sheet with like binary type of answers right or very okay. like you are asking the right questions like what does this person want what are they working on the next three months yeah right so yeah the management team which includes myself can be like what did this person need what's the next step that they need sometimes they'll tell us right yeah. oh i'm looking for a land conservation easement operator because i'm going to sell my business next month yeah right? that's yeah. simple yeah. Sometimes we have to kind of deduct what's the next step. But luckily, as passive invest, high net worth investors, things are pretty simple, right? right. It's just like yeah. <laughs> get your jailbreak, your retirement funds, invest, invest your liquidity first, then invest your retirement fund, do a QRP maybe. You know, it's very yeah. simple. Invest yeah. in deals, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of get their criteria a little bit documented too. Uh, so were you recording these calls so that you could actually have someone like a listen to them and draw down the binary or you were actually because that was one thing that i kind of struggled no no like so a lot of times people will not reveal what they're doing in right like, when there's more than like three people there right right exactly because these are confidential informations yeah right but even it, it the, the, those calls are it's a safe environment for sure right but nobody yeah. wants to take up the time of usually there's like about 30 people on the call yeah oh okay right? gotcha. those are kind of the mass hall meetings but okay you know, oh so it's a group setting kind of the group setting and people kind of talk about what their challenge and there you could take a notes there's probably a a person who is a master who's taking a well, no one's no. Everyone's more in listen mode, or you know, if yeah. you have an individual question, like what we'll do is we'll reach out to people individually, uh -huh. and it'll be all kind of streamlined. Um, you know how we gotcha. do this.
you know, it, it makes this easier if people answer their emails and just type out a quick sentence, but most yeah. people don't do that, right? Because most right. people don't check emails and most people right. are just too busy. So for those yeah. people, we'll reach out or good old fashioned way on the phone and just have a quick chat. Sometimes people just want to be able to talk things out with somebody else. Right. Cause they don't know. Yeah, exactly. And that's a part of it. So valuable, the networks that you have created for them. Um, because they can yeah. go and then vet out different operators. They can talk to each other once that conversation start open. And, and I think yeah. that's what's a nice thing about like my network is like a b- bunch of good quality people, like good yeah. hardworking people. And they're really busy though. Um, unfortunately, they don't ask for help. They're not open to asking for help. They, they want to kind of struggle along with it. Right. And it's kind of like, dude, like you should just talk to this guy. Like, what do yeah. you like racking it? Like, oh no, I had to like, I had to read this book and then I had to listen to these seven <laughs> podcasts in your e-course first before I asked. I'm like, no, like life's too short, right? Like let's just yes. cut to the chase, talk to this person, right? Yeah, yeah. And like God yeah. bless their hearts, right? Like good yeah. people. <laughs> but like, yes. you know, here yeah, are the answers to the task. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you're in this group. People yeah. has already struggled through this. Like ask them for their research help or whatever. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So, um, what is um, what is the next step for you? Like, tell us a little bit about you retired, right? Last year. Yeah, I quit the day job and then just kind of spending more time um, making more podcasts uh-huh. on a on a weekly basis and um, just creating more and more content on this. Uh, yeah. How do you get financially free with, you know, for higher net worth investors and. Um, you know, kind of just building my network. Um, I recently had like a mastermind in Hawaii. I like, I like doing those, you know, those are the having, you know, creating relationships or memories. Um, you know, we like, we did a luau, we did some other hike, like a hike. Yeah. We did like a full mastermind day. Like those are experiences you can't really get anywhere else i think and yeah just to kind of having a little bit fun because ultimately we're all friends right i kind of believe in like investing with friends um and the fact that that's all i have passively invested with um vice versa yeah yeah yeah. and and it's refreshing to get around people who kind of get this stuff and because i mean like Thanksgiving time is probably one of the worst times for me because i just have to hang out with people who just like want to talk about their day job or yeah. When they look at when I talk talking about like what you should do with your time and funds, they just look at me cross-eyed and like <laughs> I just I just go and like do something else, like watch football. I don't mean like football, you know, like it just, yeah, yeah, know, just taking some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get me around like fifty people who come to Hawaii and want to talk about financial freedom and you know all those first world problems that come along with it. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a grand old time for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so what kind of change did that you noticed after you reached your financial freedom? Like, tell us about your daily, how things kind of changed over there and how yeah. like kind of mentality-wise things have I, changed. I think, I, I think one takeaway I have is like, now there's really no excuse for me. Like I have complete control over my day. I know I can decide when I go to the gym, what I work on, it's no longer, oh, I have a meeting at from 10 to 11 and I have to do this other work assignment from yeah. two to three. Yeah. I, I am the controller of my domain. So where I want to take my life and what I want to create at this point is entirely up to me. 
Right. And thank goodness financial freedom is, is, is not attained by everybody because I'm sure a lot of people would just sit on their nuts and not do anything. <laughs> right. But like, and I think it, like I've heard of this before, right? Like you have to decide what you want to create or what you want to do with the time you have on earth. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I'm starting to quickly realize like it's, it's very sad. Like most people they're stuck at their day job for 40 hours plus a week, every yeah. single day. And with all the commuting time, like, they're just they're never getting ahead in terms of creating anything meaningful i mean right i mean just kind yeah. of just trading time for money all day long yeah you know the other day uh i used to work for microsoft so the other day uh was really interesting someone posted that they have worked at a company for uh 25 years it was a very proud moment for them and then as a return, they got a, a giant crystal. So Microsoft sends these uh, crystals. They're very heavy. <laughs> um, the, the longer that you worked for them, the bigger the crystal got, right? So the, it came with a giant suit case uh, of that. I don't even know where my crystal went. Uh, but uh, that, was, that was something, like, right? So that was like a one moment of proud. Uh, and hopefully that doesn't define that person's life. Um, yeah. kind of you just remind but, me of that but yeah. I mean it, like look if that like gets them going and then like that's what makes them happy like more power to you I don't you know that's yeah I, I, I but, mean we're the, well, we're the ones with the problem right that right. we kind of see through that nonsense and well I'm <laughs> sorry I don't want to correct myself again you know see through that type of stuff yeah. but yeah I mean it's just like people are trading their time for money and I'll like if people who I'll, it's very similar to like the first day you went to college and you you just were dropped off and you, you could do whatever you wanted right. right yeah you could go you it's it's three o'clock you can start drinking and partying if you want to you can go and study you can go to the library there's all these activities yeah you can do everywhere that's that's what it feels like when you leave your job mm. you can do yeah. anything in, in my yeah. opinion your life doesn't start until you free yourself from a 40 40 hour a week obligation yeah yeah and then so did that took a little bit adjustment after you quit your job where there is a pretty set rhythm because uh, that was a challenge that i had to go through uh granted you know we have we have small children so that took a lot of time so to me it was actually more challenging when i quit my job how do i actually carve out the time for myself you know for you like did that kind of take a transition you know it's it's something that I was really curious uh, when we have you on the podcast to ask you about. Yeah, I mean, I'm still kind of getting used to it. And from, you know, again, I, I draw experience from other models, right? People have done this before me. They, they say yeah. it usually takes anywhere from like 12, 12 to 24 months to you really start to build your, um, your routines and you realize what you want to need to spend your time on and what doesn't make money yeah. or doesn't create value. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of religious on like, you know, morning routines and, you know, kind of tweaking things here and there. And I have the freedom to do it. Right. Like if right. I want to. All right. Oh, this this like, for example, like the gym is getting in my way in the middle of the day. That's when I'm hitting my stride. Right. Well, yeah. screw it. I'm going to go to the gym at five o'clock now. Right. Just yeah. Change, yeah. I just change it all. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's a lot of experiments. Um, yeah. And what does your typical day look like? Walk us through from like the time that you wake up and go to bed. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big early riser. I know a lot of people read that crazy Miracle Morning book. Look, I'm just not like that. I <laughs> yeah. like to, I'll wake up on a decent hour, like seven o'clock. Um, yeah. And then, then I'll just kind of just do start doing emails because I live in Hawaii and I'm always behind. And yeah, which, <laughs> yeah. Is, which is obviously another cardinal sin that they say don't do, right? Yeah. But I, it's impractical for me to do that. I can't just not like wake up and do like my meditation and my 20 minute journaling and, you know, 30 minutes <laughs> of Shavasana yeah. yoga. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, I need to hit the fires on my email yeah. and get that all done. But like once that's, that's done, you know, I go check the mail and then I take the dog out and yeah. that's when I can kind of work on things I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you carve out some time for the stuff that you define as a growth of your company or growth for you individually uh, in a day and then kind of carve out the time for that? And if so, like how long, you know? Yeah, I, I'll schedule like time like that, um, maybe an hour, a few times a week on what that is, because it is, I schedule it because I never do it. Right. Because it's always seems like all the time is always just answering emails or small kind yeah. of quick wins yeah um yeah it's it's something i struggle with very greatly is like how do you you know there's projects that you call like frogs how do you eat the frog and right. they just kind of loom there and you procrastinate yeah procrastination is so real <laughs> it, it's <laughs> even worse guess. when you're not in college or <laughs> not at a day job like it's, it's for real <laughs> <laughs> yes i cannot imagine <laughs> like, yeah yeah out of you um, well, and, it, and it's harder when you're like, when you're sort of financially free, really, there's no pain for you not to do that thing. Like, it's not like, right. yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I don't want to like go back to a day job. Like I, that's, I that's your know. drive. No. <laughs> yeah. Like it drive. is a huge drive. Like it'd yeah. be like some people going on living with their mom and dad in their basement again, you know, like, yeah, no, that yeah. is not going to happen. This yeah. is going to The ship to is burned. <laughs> yeah. The, the bolts have, have been burned. There is no going back to that life. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. Cool. Well, so tell us a little bit more exciting thing that is coming your way that you're currently kind of planning. Um, I know like you travel a lot, but I noticed that you now combo travel with pleasure and business for tax reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit more about what more exciting things is, uh, you know, we don't want to really date ourselves, but moving forward, kind of like the stuff. Yeah. That we're for. I mean, you can't say too much because you can't, you can't, you know, <laughs> SEC stuff, but like you said, I do try and travel at least four times a year. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy being home. That's for sure. I yeah. like being home, but traveling maybe every once every couple months yeah and um but it's always quick trips and always with like fun things associated yeah gonna do some star Wars land and and some wine tasting here coming up but making it a point to like always travel the world right and then yeah. make sure you're doing a little business on the trip so you can write it off too. Right, right. Which you always <laughs> help me do whenever I come to Hawaii. <laughs> yes. Um, well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Lane, so much for your time today. Um, and uh, this is a lot of learning from just, you know, how do you grind every day, get to retire? How long did it took you to retire, actually? Um, See, I, I graduated college in 2007. and yeah. then. 
I quit in 2019. So 12 years working as an wow. engineer. Yeah, 12 years. So 12 years. Uh, I mean, there's a, including a little bit mistakes made here and there, but you know, it's just really inspiring. It's that everyday little things that kind of really add up to where you are right yeah. now uh, to quit your job in you know, 12 years. Um, that's amazing journey for everyone to kind of learn from this. It's right. so glad to have you here today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of do the math, right? Like if you're able to save 30 to $50,000 a year and it grows at 10 to 14% IRR. Yeah. You know, it, it's just going to happen heck of a lot yeah. faster than most people. If you think back now, I'm going to leave with one more question just for our viewers. If you think back on all the things that you have done, if you were to tell your 12 years younger self um, something, uh, advice, what would you give them, um, you know, for people who is at the beginning of the journey? Yeah, I actually didn't make too many mistakes because I didn't like take too many chances. Like if you look like how I did it, I, I just bought stuff that cash flow day one, right? There weren't like yeah. huge bird type of stuff or house hacking. It was very yeah. like, conservative stuff that cash flow day one yeah um, and I got into syndications right when my net worth went almost above a million dollars and that's the time to do it right yeah. but the first five ten years it's like watching grass grow right like yeah you're gonna buy one rental then you're gonna have to save for another few years to buy the next and then you save another couple of years to buy the next and then same right. thing, same thing same thing yeah I mean I I made a few, the only mistakes I made initially was like trying to like do that 15 year mortgage instead of the 30 year one. I did switch that it too. back and forth <laughs> yes. a couple of times yeah. paying origination fees. Yes. But other than yeah. that, I, you know, I was, if anything, yeah, I could have probably done it a lot faster, but you know, especially in, in today's economy where we're like 14 year bull run. I mean, it's just a matter yeah. of time before like things go back and correct itself a little bit. Yeah. So I, I think the prescription is just go after cash flow for now and, and make sure you put all the money into investing. Yeah. Yeah. So still investing. So continue investing and be patient uh, to grow your grass is uh, what you would advise someone uh, that may be in your shoes about 12 years ago. Right. Yeah. Right. It's simple, yeah. simple passive cash flow. <laughs> yes. It just adds up accumulative. I really love that because we have a saying in Chinese that. Uh, the water will um, create a hose in the stone if it drips long enough. Um, so it's accumulative every day, um, just doing the same thing and that get you over there. Uh, thank you very much, Lane, for today's content. Uh, this is very great. Uh, you know, it's really refreshing to me that we kind of talk about how slowly we get to retire, to become retiring faster. Uh, which is really a great concept to kind of keep on doing the same thing consistently over and over again. Um, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you next time in Hawaii. Thank you for listening to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence. This can be you. What if today was the day you started the countdown clock to your financial independence? Join many others like you at www.easyfiuniversity.com to get started.